the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The views and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of KDOW or its management owners or advertisers and should not be construed as legal tax or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision. Hey-ho, I'm Rob Black talking all things financial money, investing, and more. Financial planning on the fly, trying to get you to retirement one day at a time, dragging you, kicking, screaming, yelling. It stinks because uh, just before the start of the show, I got to talk to an old producer and we started catching up about people we know. And we're not at the age where people are divorcing. We're not at the age where people are having kids. We're not at the age where people are getting married. We keep hearing more more about strokes and heart attacks and situations along those lines. So that's part of the reason I do the show. To kind of stay in touch and to kind of like keep a, a pulse on expenses out there. Nursing care can drain your budget, so plan ahead or expect bad nursing care. I have an image of an elderly Rob Black is a pretty feeble old guy, and one of my grandkids or great grandkids or I don't know some teeny tiny little baby put in my hands and like the person's like, don't, I don't know if he can hold him. He's going to drop him. I don't think that's a good idea. So I won't be able to figure out my own pills. I won't be able to like figure that stuff out. I've got a mom who's had a couple strokes. Luke Perry's had a stroke. Oh, my. With all that out there, then you start mixing in Alzheimer's and nursing care. Very, very expensive. Expect it to wipe out $100,000 a year. So that doesn't, is that not a wake-up call for getting long-term health care? If you could afford it in your 40s and 50s or you know, mid-40s, mid-50s? It's an option. You know, you have got longevity in your family. So I throw that out there. Anything else I don't want to throw out there? Sure. Um, let's talk a little market, shall we? So first and foremost, uh, coming back after a weekend, you're seeing the all three markets start higher. China is planning $90 billion cuts in the value-added tax VAT for manufacturers. Trying to keep everyone kind of getting by until we get by officially. AT&T is reorganizing its Warner Media division to help gird against the attack of Netflix. They do have Game of Thrones, and it is coming back, and they do have Westworld, and they then I start, then my knowledge starts getting kind of weak. So to keep me around, they gotta up my up my quotient. I guess is the right way of saying it. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about. We keep hearing more and more leak. Not leak. Uh, that's the wrong word. We keep hearing more and more trial balloons of information between the U.S. and China. And a deal could be coming soon before the end of the month. If you need a headline to explain all this, dun, 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 um, open any financial paper. Uh, head over to CNBC. The gist of an impending deal reportedly would include China lowering tariffs on farm, chemical, auto, and other products in exchange for the U.S. taking off the new tariffs, which we've imposed on Chinese imports. 
So something's happening. They're starting to get a little bit of data leaked, or maybe, it's, like I said, it's a trial blown. See what the people think, and then uh, adjust accordingly. There isn't much corporate news today for no other reason um, than it's a slow Monday, beginning of the year. The Children's Place, publicly traded company, they're coming up well shy of their fourth quarter expectations. Despite issuing extremely disappointing guidance for its first quarter in the full year, and that was attributed in part to the effects of direct competitor Jimboree being liquidated. Um, so Jimboree, <laughs> those stores, when they're kicking, they're kicking. They're they're. But then Amazon kind of came along, and you, then you always got to say, I don't know if, you, if I'm gonna get a. a Good toy for a kid for their birthday party. I don't want my kid to show up with some sort of shabby birthday party thing going on. There's a play there. I get it. So the big story right now, again, is the U.S. and China are said to be close to an agreement. Shares of Vail fell. Now, you're thinking about Vail, and you're saying, is that Vail Vail? Not quite. It's not Vail, the ski resort. But you can buy ski resorts as a public traded company. But Vale is a Brazilian mining giant. Um, some top executives stepped down. There was a deadly collapse of one of its dams. The Brazilian state and federal prosecutors, as well as the police, issued a recommendation to Vale's board advising the company to immediately remove their CEO and other executives from their posts. Now, this is probably one of the reasons, and I, I say this with all due respect. I've been burned before by stories like this as an investor. As you get older, as you get wiser, if you don't want big surprises, you kind of cut down on some of your uh, foreign countries. Some of them are more developed than others with laws, and some of them are more developed than others with uh, education and corruption issues and government and diversification. I I don't really like the mining plays. I'm not going to say it's too dirty of a business, but there's a lot of things that can be fudged and um, overlooked, so to speak. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. It's going to be a big week for retail stocks. I'll tell you a little bit about that as we go on. Um, Retail stocks are important in large part because of we're a nation that spends money. Sometimes retail stocks can tell you all sorts of interesting things. I've heard recently that Walmart is going to be opening more grocery stores, but instead of doing the whole food concept, they're going to be doing a cheaper food comp concept that's again maybe it's a trial blown kind of feels that way sometimes when you hear you know companies saying oh we've bet big on this technology and it's going to be you kind of want to see if anyone's going to be chomping at the bit so to speak weight watcher stock uh, i didn't do a great job of talking about this last week it's an easy one to poke fun at because of uh, oprah winfrey but Weight Watcher stock to me is one of those fringe kind of ideas. I'm not against it as an investor. It's kind of like a men's warehouse back in the day where I'm like, that's, I get it. People need suits. But a lot going on in the world of dieting and information. The keto donuts, keto short for ketogenic diet, which calls for eating plenty of fat, moderate amount of protein, limited carbohydrates. I can't keep up with this stuff. 
keto dieters eat things like eggs and avocados. I love avocado, right? Who doesn't love good greasy avocado? Lettuce, cheese, meats. Get in my um, belly! Things that make natural sweeteners. And again, my head is not in investing in a company that I have to do things that I don't feel comfortable understanding. Um, keto was the most searched diet last year, according to Google. And you're starting to see you know, a lot of recipes for it. When that kind of play touches into the, the big picture, I, I can't touch it. Can't tell you if the keto is going to win or the keto is going to lose. Keto to me sounds like a cool like name for a robot, not a, a diet. Anyhow and anyway, I'm showing you my ignorance in some areas. It's important that you know what you know. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, more. Find me online at robblackshow.com. Catch Rob Black and Rob Black and Your Money live on the Bay Area Airwaves. Weekday mornings from 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW and streaming live on the KDOW radio app or KDOW.biz. Welcome in. Rob Black and Your Money. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. The company MoviePass has closed up its L.A. offices after firing its business development team. It's a company that is been sued pretty aggressively. It's a company that overpromised and underdelivered, but it promised a big dream, unlimited movies per month for a low monthly fee. They couldn't do it. They tried. They would, they tried it with merchandising, they tried changing the rules, they tried raising more money. In the end, it lost an egregious amount of money. Got to be careful sometimes when the story's too, almost too good to be true. But it, who doesn't want that story, right? I want to go to the movies, and all I have to do is buy popcorn. And then they wanted to cut of the popcorn, and that's where you're like, uh-oh, how are they going to make money? They can't even get a pop, cut of the popcorn. Anyhow, um, other big stories that are out there today. Um, an Uber driver was stabbed to death in New York City, and the killer is still on loose. Interesting if the person contacted the driver with a phone, right? Or a phone app. I don't know how that story plays out. But it's one of those stories that I think we should, you know, we're going to see movies about, you know, the new century of uh, how we deal with vehicles, right? If you take a look at some of the studies, the usage of cars is expected to drop. It's, it's, the numbers are staggering. You're seeing situations like Turkey's talking about cutting of 60% of autos just because of the way technology is playing out and how people are using their vehicles going forward. It's called a car apocalypse. So the Lyft IPO is all about destroying car ownership as we know it. I know you're saying, I don't know about that. I kind of like my car. You know, a lot of people are, they, they go that way, right? But sometimes you, you do change, right? Um, I know a person who went from two cars down to one and he made it work. And he wasn't ready for it. And he, it freaked him out at times, but... You know, he, he figured out the bus system. He figured out the everything that they had to figure out. But Lyft's coming public, and they're throwing out some pretty, you know, hoity-toity kind of numbers. They believe that car ownership is in permanent decline. Okay. You have to get Wall Street kind of excited about what you do, right? And one of the things you could say is car ownership is in permanent decline. 
Their quote was, we believe that the world is at the beginning of a shift away from car ownership to transportation as a service, i.e. capital T, A-A, capital S. Transportation as a service. Lyft is at the forefront of this massive societal change. They've told investor car ownership has economically burdened consumers. That's true. Car payments. But can you get enough from a, a Lyft or an Uber at a, enough of a rate to say, I'm going to walk to the store? Yeah, or not walk to the store. Those, those trips get kind of expensive. Um, but if in a big city, it makes a little bit more sense, right? So car ownership on a per-household basis, the average annual spend on transportation is over $9,500 per year, with a substantial chunk of that going, obviously, to car ownership and operation. Cars create inequality. They are arguing in their S1 filing for Lyft. The average cost of a new car in the United States has increased to over 33000 which most American households cannot afford. So Lyft is saying, we, ha- we can service this. We can help this. And I get the, you know, the cost of a car going higher and higher and higher and people continuing to burden themselves. Um, I've done it on some levels of you know, keeping up with the Joneses. We all have. It's probably the biggest crime you can make in, you know, uh, financial Ten Commandments. Thou shalt not keep up with the Joneses. So, um, what else do I have? Probably not that much. Uh, that's kind of it. Cars are in decline. Do you believe that? Is that a story you can buy into as an investor? Does that make you nervous for Tesla? Are they going to be part of this Lyft and Uber world? Do you look at a GM and a Ford and say, ooh, I don't know if I could, you know, gamble this one. It's a throwout out there. 800-516-1220 to each calls on the air. Anything that you want to talk about, we could talk about money, investing, and more. Um, one of the things I talked about early in the show was getting into retirement. And then I talked a little bit about nursing homes and some of the things that cost a lot of money. It's worthy of, like, kind of thinking that those things can happen to you because they can. Nursing care can drain your budget. On top of it, you know, so can bad ill-timed vacations. So I have a friend who you know, spent a lot of money on concert tickets once and then decided, like, oh, I'm going to resell them. And they had no value on the resale market. Like, there was too many tickets sold or something like that. And uh, flights that already been booked and, like, they didn't want to go. And it was a big, you know, $3,000 loss or something like that. So anyway, cost of nursing homes is something to really be conscious of. I have a mom who's in a nursing home. She's now been in a nursing home, I want to say at least five years. So maybe four. But that bill, every month they they send you a little bill on how much the medical time they spent with a doctor or how much time they they got prescriptions and how much the prescriptions cost and how much food she eats and her rent and the insurance and everything else. I don't really, I'm not crazy about nursing homes. Um, she needs it or her kids need to make a sacrifice and, you know, put her, put her up. And we all did to a degree, um, the last four or five years, very, very expensive. And my mom has Alzheimer's, but she doesn't have it. So she has it bad. Like if you couldn't let her out, she doesn't have it so bad that she doesn't recognize key people yet. Um, and that's expensive, you know? 
my mom can't get up and uh, leave her little long-term care facility and say bye. Uh, the median cost of a semi-private room in a nursing home is $7,400 a month right now. Do the math, and that's you know $74,000 plus another $14,000, a year. That's a semi-private room. And trust me, when, when I drop my mom off and you take pictures, it kind of looks like a prison. It's not a lot of space. There's a lot of independence, yes, but not a lot of space to clean up, not a lot of space to get into trouble in, you know? So are you thinking about that cost of long-term care? Just for the, the room itself, $80,000-plus a year is the median in the United States. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial money, investing, and more. Find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter, Rob Black Show, YouTube, Rob Black Show. Want the podcast with music? Find the link to the other version of the podcast by going to Rob Black's Twitter. His handle is at Rob Black Show. Listen to Rob Black and Your Money weekday mornings, 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW. I'm Rob Black, talking money, investing, and more. Haven't played it yet, but Apex Legends from Electronic Arts is doing quite well. Well enough as a battle royale free-to-play but with in-game purchases, competitor of Fortnite, Apex Legends had 50 million players in its first month. That's faster than Fortnite, which is kind of tough to make comparisons to because Fortnite kind of created this whole battle royale. They didn't create it. Don't don't email me, people. Don't don't call my bosses. Uh, but they've kind of dominated the, the battle royale in the last two years. But Apex Legends pulling in 50 million players in a month. Stop and think about that for a second. Do you know why we cared about American Idol? At one point in time, America cared about American Idol and the ratings at Fox did well and then it paid all their bills. They could lose money on every other show there or they were fine. We were, it was more people voted in like American Idol elections than in U.S. presidential elections. And if you're an advertiser, you're like, that's real people. And if you're a company like Electronic Arts or uh, publisher for... Uh, Fortnite, Epic, Epic has 200 million players or 100 million per month or what have you. That's a lot of people per month that you could drop emails on, that you could say, hey, you know, would you like, if you like this game, maybe you like this game, which is just $10 more a month. And they get a third of it or a 15th of it or what the percentage might be for different companies. But those are eyeballs. And that's kind of the story of the world right now. Um... Companies like Netflix, how many eyeballs do they get per movie? How many eyeballs? You know, I saw The Walking Dead. Ratings have gone down pretty consistently. Consistently. Maybe not fast at this point in time, but still going lower. People don't care. They moved on. Rick Grimes moved on. He left people. He left them. He's going to come out in three individual movies for AMC. I don't know if there'll be feature films, but you think at one point in time they had, you know, 15 million, 12 million, 10 million people watching. And then you say, let's get half of those to the movie theater and put a $10 ticket in their hands. And what do we get? Is it worth it in the theater? Is it going to be a made for TV movie? What is it going to be? So anyway, um, so it's all about eyeballs right now. And to give you another further example of the easiest way to talk about investing you want to talk to your kids about investing? Make a bet with them right now 
on Avengers Endgame. Avengers has a property owned by Disney. And it is looking like it's going to have an opening box office of at least $280 million. It could reach as high as $300 million. This is what's referred to as the storm before, or storm is brewing, right? A cinematic storm. And it could destroy the box office record, record, record when it hits in April. $300 million on opening weekend. Can it do it? It's all about Disney, right? You look back at some of the other films in the world, Harry Potter and the Death Hollows Part 2 grossed $169 million in its opening weekend, which was $44 million than Part 1 did. So the fact that Avengers has kind of a Part 2, the end game, or I, I'm not a superhero movie kind of guy. I'm not against them, but it ain't my thing. But um, So Infinity War had $258 million. So they're thinking this one will build with excitement at least 208, $300 million. It's interesting because I think getting your kids excited about investing doesn't have to be a home run. I think Disney's a great idea for a long-term patient investor. But like Shazam hits theaters on April 5th. Shazam's probably my least favorite superhero, right? I don't know. I don't know. It's like it's a teenage boy who turns into, whoa, a teenage boy. Um, Hellboy's coming out. A lot of people are excited by that. Hellboy is a comic book series that... Uh, the movies have, have kind of like cult classic love about them. Again, they, I'm not a much of a comic book superhero kind of guy. I'll watch them on flights. There's the hypocrite in me, right? There's the hypocrite in me. I'll watch them on flights, but they're not good enough for me in person. Speaking of being in person, let's bring in CFP Chad Burton. Let's get a little financial planning prospective from him. Chad? Joining me now, CFP Chad Burton. You can find him online, newfocusfinancial.com, newfocusfinancial.com. Let's talk a little asset allocation. It is two words put together that we know in the investment community. Some of us know it better, some of it more intimately. What's asset allocation mean to you, Chad? Well, first of all, let's, let's, let's talk about what it doesn't mean, because I think it's a term that's really misunderstood. Okay. Um, a lot of people that start investing think asset allocation means that it's always being in the right asset class all the time. And shifting from one asset class to another, which is really the same thing as, as day trading. Now, you want to do a little bit of that once you've accumulated a portfolio, overweight and underweight in different areas, including cash, which is an asset class. But really what asset allocation means is you're trying to build a portfolio to achieve a certain goal with the least amount of risk possible, knowing that you're going to be wrong sometimes, so you still continue to hold on to certain asset classes. Um, like small cap, like emerging markets, which will have you know kind of a three steps forward, two steps back type of a process. Do you look at some people would look at asset allocation, stocks, bonds, and real estate? Do you look at small caps and international, like you just brought up? Do you look at that as a sub asset class, or is it a totally different asset? It's it's a it's an asset class. Okay. So I think that there's times like during the big part of the credit crisis, we steered clear of small caps altogether, for example. Um, because of the risk factors that were involved, but we didn't like doing that for too long, so we still own a, a piece of small cap, which started off 2012, for example, the first month, with, with big gains, for example. You you just want to maintain a certain exposure to these asset classes, and, and there's more than this stocks, bonds, and real estate. Within stocks, you've got the large cap, mid cap, small cap, but you also have different management styles between value and growth, or even just dividend growth investing. You also have uh, commodities that have to be a part of your portfolio as well. And there's a whole slew of alternative investments that people should be getting 
you know, taking a look at and becoming educated on. Within the alternative asset class space, there's managed futures, which is another way to get into currency and commodities. Okay. There is funds that deal with merger and acquisitions. There's funds that deal with what's called kind of the buy right area, which is really covered calls. So it's a way to get into the market with creating income on on, on different stocks. And there are tor- types of portfolios where if you're trying to find a spot where I don't want to be in cash, but I don't like where bonds are. I don't stocks maybe feel a little overvalued. You might look get into funds which hedge with the downside. There's funds out there that mirror the S and P 500. They sell covered calls to create some extra income, and they use that income to buy protective puts, which means you have upside exposure, but it's limited. Right. And in trade off, you have limited downside risk as well. All of those are different pieces that go into asset allocation. The, the idea is that every year in the market you have something that's doing good so if if you're trying to compare your portfolio just the s&p 500 and the s&p 500 has a roaring year because of tech and financials for example you're going to underperform a little bit in the good years but you're going to outperform a lot in the bad years that's what asset allocation is really about seven out of ten years are positive three out of ten is negative it's a three out of ten makes a big difference that's the math behind asset allocation before we get into that um, comic books asset asset or not um, is, as far as collectibles? Yeah. That's yeah, kind of where I'm I mean, getting at. It, it can be. There. I'm sure there's been some successful comic book collectors out there. Okay. And um, how about art? Do you look at art as an asset class for the wealthy, for the poor? Should people be buying it? Should they not? Yeah, for the wealthy, because typically, you know, there's there are obviously some people that happened to purchase a painting 30 years ago that they didn't realize was going to be drastically... Um, but you got to be good at picking yeah. paintings. It's and like art, being good at picking stocks and picking mutual funds. you got to be good at that that unique skill as well. Right. And art, art went through a pretty big bubble. It, just like any asset class, it goes through bubble times. So it's correcting at this point in time. But typically, it's kind of one of those things where in order to be good at accumulating the art that's going to make you money in the long term, you've already got to have a lot of money. I'm with you. So and uh, the idea on that is they're not making, you know, if, if it's a dead artist, Leonardo is not making more art, so to speak. Uh I could drop that conversation because I'm going nowhere with that. But let's talk about the math of asset allocations. What do we need to know? Well, it's really creating consistent returns because the first thing you have to look at is is the game of math. It's the downside that makes a big difference. So if you drop 50%, you have to get how much to break even? Uh, 100%. Right. I know that, but most people don't. So that's that's the thing. You you have to focus on on the 10-year average return. Don't don't really look at the one and three year average return. It doesn't make as much difference. It's the ten year average return. So if you're trying to compare, let's say you're trying to go for a large cap growth manager, you make sure that the manager's been there for the entire term of the track record, ten plus years. You look at the standard deviation. So if you're comparing two funds, you would want the one with the best ten year average return, the lowest standard deviation, and the most consistency, uh, and maybe even the lowest beta if you're trying to get to funds that are are less less volatile as you get close to retirement. So standard deviation, beta, and the consistency of returns is, helps you, you know, understand the math behind asset allocation. Asset allocation and much, much more. You can find CFP Chad Burton at newfocusfinancial.com. That's newfocusfinancial.com or find his website, chadburton.com. And I'm Rob Black talking all things financial money, investing, and more. Talking financial issues, trying to get you ready for retirement uh, anyway that all you ultimately can. So the U.S. and China are inching closer to a deal. Is there a chance that, like, Wiley Coyote is standing behind me with a, a, a dynamite setup and he's about to send the, the plunger down on the dynamite box just blow up this deal and make me go, am I going to have to talk about it again? It feels like that. 
I'm Rob Black, talking money, investing, and more. Don't forget, i got seminars coming up this month. Wow. You can go to robblackshow.com. It's robblackshow.com and use the code radio25 to sign up for free. A lot of good downloadables for free as well at newfocusfinancial.com. That's newfocusfinancial.com. Don't forget, there's another hour of today's show to listen to. Find it now at kdow.biz or on the KDOW radio app. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. Thanks for listening to the show. Thanks for being supportive of the show. I don't promise to never, ever, ever sell out, but I'll tell you if you have I do. I don't expect it's coming, but one never knows when an agent shows up with three bags of gold. Whoa. Like, gold? What am I going to do with that? Um, That's gold. Sorry. Gold. Man, if you can give me gold or Bitcoin, which one would I take at these levels? I think I'd probably take Bitcoin. 800-516-1220. Teach calls in the air. Apple has more open software jobs than hardware jobs for the first time in years. That tells you a little something, something. It's all about their focus on services businesses. Apple's expected to introduce its new streaming TV service and a description new service in March. March 2019, um, about two or three weeks, to, uh, around the 25th. So, um, 1,400 jobs related to software and services uh, being put up on the, the boards right now, compared to about 1,000 for hardware. People aren't buying iPhones as frequently, so they have to figure out how to get more revenue per user. So, a lot of theories out there on what Apple should do. It's going to be fun to see what they actually do do. They can buy something like AMC and get all the zombie shows, and the Breaking Bads, and the Mad Men, start off catalog production. Or they can go a little bit more Sundance Channel, independent film channel, and kind of be, you know, who they are, kind of like, ooh. Uh, Tim Cook's pretty well known to be giving now notes on production that the companies are uh, submitting content to Apple with, you know, in their financial relationships, he's starting to give notes. And a lot of times he's saying, be less mean. <laughs> and, uh, oh, I'll just tell you what, uh, development companies are going to like, yeah, we'll be less mean. Uh, we're going to go develop this mean series over at Netflix. So it's a golden age to be a television producer right now. So that's a little bit interesting on Apple. So the software is starting to outpace the hardware. Do you feel that? I do. Um, just throwing it out there. Former Attorney General Eric Holder will not run for president in 2020. It's interesting how many people have thrown their, their hats in the ring. It feels, wow. But do you remember when Trump was running for president? There's like 19 Republicans or something like that. It was a crazy time, to say the least. Chris Christie was one of them. Instant Pot is merging with the owner of Pyrex. Now, when I said Instant Pot, did you think, like, marijuana? Or are you like a crockpotter? I do like to crockpot. All right, all right, all right. I've had some bad, bad experiences with crockpots. You know, the, the maker of crockpot, their stock went down because that show where the... the this is us is that what it's called NBC Thursday night on a very special this is us the house is going to burn down because he left a crock pot on 
And their, their stock went down, like, and Crackpot's like, just so you know, we've never been investigated for faulty devices. Like, that's, that's the world we live in now, right? So Instant Brands, maker of the popular Instant Pot, is merging with Corel Brands. I've never cooked in an Instant Pot. I know it's a, a pressure cooker, a steamer, a warmer, a rice cooker, and a slow cooker all in one. But interesting to note that if you've bought a crock pot or an Instant Pot in the last 5, 10 years, you're like, man, I remember my mother's was a lot better. And there's, there's that kind of thing, that the quality, right? And that makes it very, very tough for these guys to be winners in the profit in the world of profits so that's out there layoffs are expected now at warner media as they're reorganizing its leadership team after at&t's acquisition so there's a big thing where time warner and warner media and they've had the ceo at time warner for a long time and a lot of executives are, are starting to head out um so what did at&t get when they got time warner we'll see you know, Rich Plepler, he announced in an internal memo obtained by CNBC that he would step down from his role as HBO CEO. You know, sometimes success or failure starts at the top. When AT&T bought HBO and thus Time Warner, they got TNT, TBS, HBO, True TV. Um, how much of the winning formula is tied up in the executives? Or are they just going to be golden regardless, Right. A lot of people kind of go that direction, and I don't know. I think success. I think success and failure has a lot to do with the top. So when you, I see high-level executives lose their job, I'm a little bit more worried about a company. If I see a company trimming, you know, low-cost labor, I'm a little bit more positive on the stock. I know you're saying, "Whoa!" I know you're right. Um, Steven Spielberg. Steven Spielberg is trying to change the rules so Netflix can't win an Oscar. Wow. Do you see how the world's changing? I'm not calling Steven Spielberg old school. But very old school Steven Spielberg going after Netflix and saying, you know, uh, there's some backlash here. Roma with Netflix was nominated for 10 Academy Awards at this year's ceremony. If I had to go and say I'd rather Netflix or Hulu... Hulu gets you all the TV services, streaming. I can watch on any device I want. Netflix gets you all the... I, which one would you go with? Live sports is the, the tricky one with me. But i definitely go with Netflix over Hulu. So I don't like what I'm seeing out of traditional media. But um, Steven Spielberg, Spielberg um, little he's telling me why we should love Netflix, right? When old school Steven Spielberg's complaining... Oh, these young whippersnappers shouldn't win Academy Awards like me. Protect me. I'm Rob Black. Vote for me. Find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter Rob Black Show, YouTube Rob Black Show. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. 
with in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.